Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. All right, we're back with part two with Dr. Julian Roberts. Uh, We are Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Let's remind everybody about our Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket because nobody ever wants to sleep in the wet spot. And squirt is hot until it's not. Yeah, we know all about that. And if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change the sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our Throws of Passion waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. Just throw it down and get it on. Throws of Passion will protect any play space from messy massage oils, silicone lubes, or any other sexy wetness. And it takes away the worry so that you can have more fun. And the best thing is it's easy to clean up. When you're done, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking brand new. Now available in two sizes, jumbo and midsize. And you can order yours today on Amazon. Just search the words throws of passion. Great sex starts now. And before we get into part two, we want to remind you and invite you to join us on the STC Croatian Cruise in 2020, departing from Venice, Italy, August 29, 2020, for seven sensual nights and eight glorious days of visiting some of the most historic cities in Europe throughout Croatia and the Eastern Mediterranean. So come party with us on a ship full of open-minded, sexy couples and find yourself swept up into a dream world of such incredible beauty and sensuality, it'll take your breath away. For more information about this trip or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. All right, I'm sure everybody knows, but this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we are talking with child psychologist Dr. Julian Roberts, all about talking to kids, millennials, and everybody out there about the real world sex in the digital age. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Now, David and I have been swingers for more than a decade and we learned early on in our lifestyle all about respect and consent in the sexual world. But it's certainly the topic today when it comes to talking about sex and sexuality. So let's start by understanding what it means to kids today today when they hear about respect and consent. Absolutely. Um, one of one of the things that I find is incredibly important is talking about boundaries uh, with your child as early as you can. Um, and, and boundaries often begin with this idea of, of a bubble, you know, a physical bubble around you, um, where you ask if you can hug or, you know, ask if someone is comfortable with a kiss or a high five or whatever. Um, but then over time, that idea of a boundary can expand um, to what I would call a personal bubble, where if, you know, if you promise to do something, it's crossing a boundary when you break that Mm -hmm. you know if you Mm -hmm. if someone tells you something in confidence and you tell that to someone else that's also a boundary violation Um, and we know that boundaries are a slippery slope you know if if in one situation uh, you cross a boundary and kind of throw caution to the wind it's easier to do that again and again so for me consent really has its its foundation in the understanding of boundaries, both in terms of establishing a boundary and respecting the boundary that someone else establishes. And I, I just, I'm going to just back up and talk, what, talk 
too what Carol just said about, you know, within our lifestyle, there's three non-negotiables. And the, the rules are ask first, no means no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. And I think that's a rule everybody should follow for anything related to relationships and sex. I think they're good rules. You know, I, I you know, they, they might be good rules uh, for your particular lifestyle, but I think they're good rules just in general. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, I think it's a, a, a really um, beautiful way of, of uh, defining consent. And also, you know, sometimes people don't want to hurt someone else's feelings, right? So, you know, I, I can think there's, a, you know, a million times when I was growing up that I would dance with someone or even let someone kiss me that I didn't really want to kiss, that I didn't really want to dance with, but I was so afraid of hurting their feelings. Um, so one of the things that I, I say to kids is in every other aspect of your life, you know, you open the door for someone else. You let the person have the bigger cookie on the plate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always uh, in our life being taught to be thinking of others before ourselves. But when it comes to sexuality and intimacy, you must think of yourself first. Um, because if you cross a boundary as a people pleaser, um, you're going to lead yourself into an unhappy relationship that over time is going to be more hurtful for the person when you eventually need to disentangle from that than it would have hurt them to have had a clear no at the beginning Mm, i like that yeah and and also i want everybody out there to know that if you've given a yes it's okay to change it to a no yeah you can take it back and the person that you're with has to respect the fact that you are doing what's good for you and they need to respect the fact that even though it was a yes well the situation has changed and now it's a no and the other thing, absolutely. I, the other thing I want to point out that the consent isn't just sexual, but any time that you step into somebody else's personal space, even if it's putting your arm around them, even if it's giving them a, a hello kiss on the cheek, and that's not what they want, any time you enter somebody's personal space, it's always good to ask first. Uh, you know, can I kiss you? Can I hug you? Whatever it might be, because that's or or even just ask. Um, you know, when you meet them and know, do are they huggers? Are you the type of person who likes to hug? Here in Quebec, we kiss on both cheeks. This is what we do. So, mm-hmm. all of those things require consent. And when you learn those things early in life, you will expand that into a sexual situation as well. Right. It's it's kind of habit forming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that we talk about in psychology is this concept of everyday magic. This idea that every day we're practicing how we are going to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, through that practicing of of respect and politeness um, uh, and consideration, you know, all of that becomes who we are. And, and, that, and that will transcend into different situations. Mm-hmm. So, I could not agree with you more. It's incredibly important. If I can just note for your listeners, uh, I I forget who the public uh, campaign was from, but there's a a beautiful video on YouTube about the teacup idea of consent. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I encourage you just to Google teacup sexual consent and it will pop up on YouTube. Oh yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Do you want tea? No, I don't want tea. Well, why would you give them tea if they don't want tea? Tea, or they've had a sip of tea and and they're sick of tea and they don't want any more tea. You don't don't pour the tea down their throat. Right, exactly. I I love that. So, yes. Yeah, I it's think, a great I parody. Think, for, I love it. Yeah, and I think it can it can give a really good message uh, to young people, uh, empowering them to set their own boundaries. No matter how how hot and heavy it's been, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you have to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. now, Jillian, I know you're a super busy person. I have to assume you take a little bit of time to watch TV. Have you seen the Netflix series Sex Education? 
I actually haven't, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't have a ton of time these days to watch TV. Um, but I now you've mentioned it a couple of times now, and I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch tonight, maybe. So it's it's a um, sorry, it's set in England in a it's called the Fifth Form, which is kind of like a, a junior college. Yeah, junior college or grade 12, 13, that kind of age level. So they're 17, 18 years old, and where it's a young boy who um, is having a hard time with his own sexuality, but meanwhile his mother is a sexologist. So that's the irony. Mm-hmm. in it and he becomes like a sex therapist in the school for all the other kids because he, he hears his mother talk and he's learned all these things even though he hasn't practiced them himself he's still a virgin etc so it's actually a very good series and it's so well written it's so well written and it deals with all the stuff that's taboo and current today right with what what teenagers and and young people are and, dealing with and yeah. what they think and there's you know, um, same-sex couples, and there's someone who's living on her own, and her family threw her out. It is just an absolutely well-written show, and I invite everybody out there to go watch Sex Education on Netflix. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's just fun, and it's entertaining, and it's so well-written as well. Well, I'm needing a new series, so now <laughs> I've got my inspiration. Yeah, exactly. And it, although it's teenager-based, it's quite, I mean, I'm going to so say relevant it's adults. so relevant, and it's, a, it's very adult also, in, uh, interesting for adults as well. Now, one the of best the, writing transcends, doesn't it? The it best does. writing transcends absolutely, age group. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's uh, it's a drama, but it's also comedy, so it's it's fun, it's entertaining as well. Now, one of the things that I was thinking about just recently is that there's so much out there on the news in the last year or so about this Me Too movement, where it really took a big force last year, but. If someone in a young age, like maybe seven, eight, ten years old, if they asked you, what does that mean? What is this Me Too movement? How would you explain that in a very basic way to a young person? I would say that for many years, our community and our society has been fuzzy on the understanding of boundaries and fuzzy on the idea that you can establish uh, and expect someone else to respect a boundary. That's what we really need to do now. Uh, And the Me Too movement is reflective of all of those times when we've been fuzzy um, and and when other people have crossed a boundary, you know, oftentimes, most oftentimes on purpose, but sometimes um, not necessarily fully consciously. um, But, you know, it it leaves the other person feeling tremendously vulnerable and and not okay uh, and hurt. And, and in some ways can really make the other person um, not, not want to connect with other people on that level in that way. So we need to understand and, and teach our children about respect, uh, what consent means, um, showing that teacup video, uh, talking about boundaries, talking about how to uh, set one respectfully, and how to make sure that you're respecting the boundaries that other people have set. And also speaking up about it when it has, and when someone has crossed that boundary and harmed you in some way. Right, right, absolutely. That's an, an extremely important point. Um, that it is not okay in any way, shape, or form. And by standing up, like all of those courageous women did with Me Too, you know, by standing up, you're making it less likely that it's going to happen to someone else in the future. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think that's so important, the the speaking your mind and telling somebody else when you've been wronged, certainly in a sexual way or something that was uncomfortable, even if you're not sure, you can still ask, was this crossing a boundary? I don't really know. Um, because sometimes it's fuzzy, like you said, and you're not sure, but even asking the question, and when you are confirmed that it was definitely crossing the boundary, you feel, I'm going to say you feel better about it, because you, some, very often you feel that you did something wrong. Right, right. And I think many people are lonely. 
You know, many people are trying to create relationships with other people and they just don't know how. You know, they don't know how to make a move, how how to progress a relationship to another level. They don't know how. Um, and, and I think in many ways that's uh, a consequence of not having uh, relevant uh, and age-appropriate sexual education in today's age is that people are left trying to figure things out on their own. The reality of crossing someone's boundary means that that, that relationship is probably sabotaged. You know, that relationship is probably not going to flourish into a healthy and thriving one. And so if, if you're lonely and your goal is to connect meaningfully with another person, um, going across someone's boundary, you know, on purpose or, or perhaps cluelessly, um, it, what that does is it, it really prevents that relationship from having a healthy start. So I think talking about relationships, not, not just about sexuality, but what, what a healthy relationship looks like. Um, what what give and take and respect means within a healthy relationship, I think that's incredibly important. And certainly by this digital age, like you said, where the kids are stuck in their room and not out there actually socializing, they're not even understanding that they're missing that emotional connection with people that would actually give them more clues as to whether they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. They're not well, educated and- in that aspect. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I I worry about a whole generation of kids that see sexuality transactionally, you know, as a kind of currency, right, you know, I'll give this so I'm popular or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I worry about that, because if at the end of the day, sexuality is reduced to rubbing body parts together, you know, you're you're missing the magic of it, Mm -hmm. the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, people can live their whole life without ever really understanding and experiencing true intimacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we get into some final advice, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about proms and grads. My son just graduated today. His prom is in a couple of days. And I wish, I, I, I'm Jillian, I tell you, I wish Carol and I could have gone into the school a month ago and had kids ask us questions because the stuff that was going around my son and his friends about what's going to happen and how they're going to do it just blew me away that tells me that their parents have not been having those proper discussions with them about the reality of a prom night. So how do we explain to our children how to have great sex so that their first time will be that positive experience and not create trauma that they might carry with them through years and years of their life. Well, I think also it's because of the peer pressure during prom oh, night. it's crazy, right? the peer pressure. It's and they ridiculous. think they need to do something when they're not ready. I think that's where all the problems are coming in. Yeah, I, I, I once, and I forget who I heard it from, but I once heard a tremendously great piece of advice and it was from a sexologist on a podcast I was listening to. And, it, and the question to him was, um, how do you know when, when your child, you know, adult child, teenage child, whatever, is, is, is ready uh, to begin a sexual relationship? And he said something that really resonated with me. And it was when you absolutely couldn't stand not to. Oh, right? So yeah. you, you've got this, this special person in your life and you, you are filled with passion, you know, you're filled with so much passion and so much desire that not 
being with them uh, in a sexual way is 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 hard and difficult and challenging. Mm-hmm. And I have to like, if I can, I, a disclosure for a minute, um, is that you know I have to say that's what it was like with my husband and I um, at the beginning. Is that it was just this un unimagined. Uh, desire um, that we had for each other. Um, and, and, you know, that has lasted for us for 30 years. So if I was giving advice to a young person about a prom night is if you don't desperately want to, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the right time. You know, you really have to feel like totally into it. Um, if you're coerced, pressured, not sure, you know, give yourself some time it's probably not the right time for you. And it goes back to that enthusiastic, yes, not, oh, I should, or maybe I'm not sure. It's that enthusiastic, yes, I must do this because I'm so full of joy and desire that I I have to do this. Right, Mm. right. And, and it's, it's, it's magical when, when it happens, you know, like I, I remember like that old, uh, that old video clip with uh, Prince Charles and Diana and somebody said, are you in love? And he said, well, whatever in love means, you know, he obviously wasn't <laughs> Not, in love. Yeah. Right? You, you know, Wrong you know answer. Try again. <laughs> yeah. You're at, you, you know, when you're in love and yeah. if you're not sure, you're probably not. And right? if you're, um, if your face didn't light up, just being asked the question and you know, the body language tells it all. If your face doesn't light up, then you know, for sure, it's probably not love. <laughs> right. And, you know, and I look at, you know, I, I'm so, so excited sometimes about Prince Harry I, I I've watched this little boy grow up and felt so terribly when his mother passed away mm-hmm. and I see him with his his beautiful wife and you know they're so in love mm-hmm. and it just when you can see that mm-hmm. in another you know another person another mm-hmm. couple mm-hmm. it makes you feel joyous just yeah. even watching yeah. their love right yeah. so that that's the message that we have to give kids is you know don't settle for, for, you know, an okay experience, you know, stick it out for that magical moment. I think that's a great, great, great piece of advice. And I guess that leaves us or leads us into our final piece of advice, because we are coming to the end of our show. So this is where I want you to leave everybody with. What are the top two things that parents could do to make their kids to make sure that their kids are well informed about their sexuality and a healthy sexual relationship? Well, number one, the number one goal would be Talk frankly and directly uh, and without embarrassment with your child as early as you possibly can. Um, that, that would be my number one advice uh, for parents. My number two advice for parents is monitor your own reactions. Um, you know, if you feel some kind of residual homophobia or if you feel some kind of uh, fear um, or or shame uh, around this topic, be very, very careful that you're not passing that baton of, of, of challenge onto your child. You want to make sure that you set your child up in the best possible way. Um, and that means that you, you, you're very reflective of yourself and you're very reflective of what you say and how you respond. And if ever that doesn't go the way you want it, don't hesitate to press that reset button. Mm-hmm. I really like that piece of advice because I think a lot of people are, are ready to do that. I don't know if I... I said that myself, I would like to go back and repeat some things, but I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. Yeah, and it's okay to do that. We're human. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 important to understand that we all make mistakes. We all learn from them. Demonstrating a growth mindset to your child is a very empowering thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this isn't just for, you know, elementary or high school kids. It's for your kids in general. It's okay, like you said, Jillian, to reset. And if you have had you know, a bad moment with your kids, sit down, talk to them. Sex is not easy to talk about, especially if we weren't brought up 
to teach us that you should be talking about sex openly, which hopefully in the next five years or generations will change and we will be comfortable talking to our kids about sex from the earliest of ages. Absolutely. If I if I can share with your listeners uh, a reset button that I recently pressed myself um, is I had a child, a teenager, come out to me in session for the very first time. And I could see um, that he was struggling to read me, whether or not I would be uh, supportive of him. And, um, and it was heartbreaking a little bit to see him struggle and try to find the words. Um, he did come out and, and, and I, I, I believe I handled it, you know, beautifully the way I would like to handle it. But I felt badly that there wasn't any um, overt signs to him when he walked through my door um, that, that 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 was going to be the experience he would receive or the reception that he would receive. So um, I have, I have a, a wonderful practice, uh, 17 uh, work in my practice, and we had a clinical consult team meeting after um, where I discussed that with them and we discussed what we could do as a practice to make sure that if that were ever to happen again, that there wouldn't be that hesitancy on the part of the, the person. So what we all decided to do, um, and it coincided with Pride Month, is we bought little Pride stickers, mm-hmm. um, rainbow stickers. Mm-hmm. I actually um, put one on my front door, like right on my little brass plate uh, into my office, um, I put one. And if people were to look uh, me up on LinkedIn, I've actually got a picture of of my my door with its sticker. The other thing that we did um, is we all, you know, have Apple products. My secretaries have stand-up Apple products, I, iMacs. We put stickers on the back of all of our computers. Um, so when we opened up a sticker, when we opened up our computer, someone would see a pride flag. When they walked up to the secretary, they would see a little pride flag stuck on the backside of the computer mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a signal. This is what we stand for in this practice. Mm-hmm. So that that was a kind of a reset that we did. Um, and I think that other people can do the same thing. You can be reflective on how a conversation went and you can think about how that could be made better um, for fu- future conversations. And I would encourage everybody to actively try um, to, to set the most positive stage when talking about sexuality with their children. And in open arms and welcome, that to me is what exactly absolutely. that sticker represents. Right, absolutely. Wow. Dr. Jillian Roberts, thank you so much for sticking around and doing part one and part two of this, what I, what I believe is really important discussions all about sex, sex education, and everything going on in the digital age. Um, why don't you take a minute, talk about all your books, what you have coming up in the future, and how the audience can reach out Wonderful. to you. Wonderful. So um, my first book in this area was uh, for little ones. Um, it was the first, the launch book of the Just Enough series, and it's called Where Do Babies Come From? Our first talk about birth. Um, it was an exciting book for me because it was launched in October of 2015 and sold out by January of 2016 wow. and reprinted. Congratulations. Um, so there was a hunger out there um, for, and, and what that did, what those sales did, to be honest, is it launched my career. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, people could see the trend and the numbers and the publishing house wanted more and people wanted more and to be honest, that 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 is why I'm talking to you today. Um, that that book then um, uh, number of. Uh, topics in that book um, uh, about different kinds of challenging topics like prejudice and 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 then I created another series called the world around us 
And in that book, uh, this past term came out a, a, a children's book for a slightly older age group that's called On the Internet. And it's a book trying to help parents navigate how to establish a social media plan with their child, what to do and how to frame a conversation around that first uh, device, um, and how to help children understand what is okay and not okay uh, to post online. That led to my first adult parenting book, Kids, Sex, and Screens, that you've um, generously mentioned during this program. Um, and in that book, I actually offer how-to advice. I, I have potential dialogue, sample dialogues um, that parents can learn from, um, some very important suggestions uh, for how parents can practically, in practical terms, uh, it's as close to a how-to manual as I think exists out there for families and parents and teachers. Now, coming up in the fall is probably a book that I'm the most um, proud of. Um, it's now available for pre-order on Amazon. It's called Under Our Clothes. And it's a book about body positivity, body image, uh, boundaries, consent. Uh, it's about all manner of things that have to do with a young person understanding um, their emerging sexuality, uh, as well as the healthy boundaries that surround sexuality. For a little one, I talk about things like different rooms for different genders, what a, you know, a combined gender bathroom means, um, what it means to go into a change room at a swimming pool and see people changing. Um, so it's, it's a very practical book, but a, a very gentle book and a wholesome book that allows a parent to begin that conversation around the Me Too movement um, and what it means. I actually talk about the Me Too movement in that book uh, and what it means uh, to live life in a respectful and sexual consenting manner. So I hope that your your uh, your listeners, um, if they're in in the situation where they they have a child uh, or a grandchild and they're needing some advice um, for the digital age, how to actually handle that, um, I encourage them to take my book out of the library or to order it on Amazon. It's in Chapters and Indigos uh, and Barnes Nobles uh, across uh, North America. No, that all sounds great. And it's kind of funny that we have a lot of friends our age who actually have grown up kids, and they're so terrified to tell their children, even at 30 years old, that they're swingers, because there's some shame and taboo around that, because a lot of people don't understand what that means. And they're terrified to talk to their grown up children who have their own homes and families themselves, and even admit that they're swingers. And I'm just thinking that maybe this language that you're suggesting might even help them to talk to their grown up kids about well, their absolutely. own sexuality and how it has changed over the last few years. Well, the second to last point on the compass is, is avoid stigma and prejudice. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to be accepting mm -hmm. and open to different people's ways of living in the world. Um, and everybody makes a choice that is right for them. We need to respect people's different choices mm -hmm. and, and how they find love and joy in their own lives. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And Jillian, uh, your website and if someone wants to reach out to you, an email or a contact form? is familysparks.com. Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your program. This was fun and enlightening for me. And I've got some ideas myself about how to further my own thinking and writing in this area. Well, that is wonderful. And we are learning more and more every week with all our fantastic expert guests. And we hope you do too. To find out more, you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com to find credible information about sex and sexuality. And remember, you can sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded community online to meet other sexy fun people and find out where the events are happening near you.
They've upgraded their website to bring all sorts of great content. You can discover yourself through their passion exploration with other like-minded people to create erotic moments that will satisfy even the deepest curiosities. All that on sdc.com. You can use promo code 30314 for the first month free. And of course, let's remind everyone that we're going to be back at Hito 2 in Jamaica, August 20th to 27th for the Miss Nude Showgirls and Pole Dance Stars. And then we'll be back there again in December for the Repeat Offenders Reunion Days, December 14th to 27th. For more information about these trips or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Dr. Jillian Roberts, once again, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. And especially to everybody out there for listening. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.